This episode is brought to you by Rad Dudes Who Love Nature. I typically shoot animals, but with my camera. <laughs> um, so when I told them I was going to go hunting, they, you know, of course had questions. You are listening to Hi, podcast listeners. We've got another episode for you on the theme of urban hunting. In particular, a focus on the experience of one new urban hunter in Philadelphia. Troy Bynum is a Philly naturalist who I know through our local Philly nature circles. He is also a great wildlife photographer, and I've been enjoying his work for years on Facebook and on Instagram. On Instagram, you can follow him at TB Wildlife Photography. I was scrolling through Facebook recently, and I saw that Troy had posted a picture of himself with a doe that he had just killed as part of a new hunter program at uh, the John Hines National Wildlife Refuge, which for those unfamiliar with it, straddles Philadelphia and Delaware County near the Philadelphia International Airport and is a mix of wetlands and forests and has a big tidal creek running through the middle. There's a lot that our podcast listeners might find interesting about an urban naturalist hunting deer in an urban area. For one, a lot of you are like Troy and spend a lot of time observing and taking pictures of wild animals. And you might think about why or why not you'd hunt or whether you agree or disagree with it. You might also think about hunting in an urban area, which isn't where you usually think of hunting happening. Uh, we talk about questions like that in the interview. Um, in my intro right now, though, I'd like to focus on information about hunting and racial equity in particular as a dimension of Troy's experience and experience of hunters like him. Now, if you've got friends who hunt in the fall, you probably also see lots of pictures of them with the deer they have bagged, just like Troy's picture. But Troy's black, which probably makes the picture unlike all those other ones that your friends take. Hunting is, is really one of the whitest activities there is in America. Every few years, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service publishes a survey of hunting, fishing, and other wildlife observation activity. And the most recent one in 2016 uh, found that 97% of hunters are white. The black and Asian categories didn't even get enough responses on the survey to be reliably estimated statistically. And apart from the racial identity question, I should note that about 3.5% of hunters are Hispanic, uh, about 90% identify as men. Obviously, this does not reflect our country's diversity, and there's a lot of reasons we can think of for this. Um, we've got a long legacy of systemic racism that afflicts our society in lots of ways, and hunting, you, know, you wouldn't expect it to be any different than any other way. Specifically, though, part of uh, this racial imbalance has to do with exclusion from hunting spaces, particularly rural ones. Uh, it has to do with hunting being primarily a pastime for rural communities in general. And these days, black and other communities of color are more concentrated in our urban areas. It has to do with existing hunters tending to recruit people from their own communities, uh, their kids, their neighbors, their work colleagues, and all this lends a a homogenizing inertia to the community's demographics. And when you talk to people working to diversify hunting, you also hear about how the whiteness of hunting and hunting in media, in culture, sends a message that uh, people of color aren't welcome or safe out there, particularly hanging out in the middle of nowhere with a lot of white guys with guns. 
I'd like to highlight some efforts to diversify hunting, in particular a group called Hunters of Color, which is relatively new and is out of Oregon. In Philadelphia, the John Hines National Wildlife Refuge has had a mentored hunting program for a few years now, and they have been targeting their outreach uh, to communities that have been excluded from hunting and really from outdoor activities in general. That's the program that Troy took part in. I interviewed him for an article in our local grid magazine, uh, and it should be out in the January issue. And we did our interview while going for a walk in a park in South Philadelphia called FDR Park. The audio reflects that I was interviewing him for the print article and decided to use it after the fact, after checking with Troy, of course, um, for the podcast. Uh, so please excuse the quality. I didn't, we didn't use microphones and, 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 and set it up in the way to, to get the best audio. Um, I've edited this a bit, particularly since we tended to get distracted by birds around us as we walked. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Of course, if you want to get in touch with us, you can at urbanwildlifecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at herbwildlifecast or on our Facebook page. Of course, please be in touch with your podcast ideas. That's how we get a lot of our ideas, and we're always happy to entertain something and, and email back and forth and, and, and find a time we can talk. So why did you start hunting? Um, well, I've funny, I, when I was growing up, I was always kind of against hunting. Where'd um, you grow up, by the way? In Philly. Grew up in Mount Airy. Okay. Um, so, you know, grew up in a metropolitan city. I didn't really understand hunting. I didn't, um, I wasn't really interested in when I was younger. As I got more interested in nature and learned um, about how deer populations affect ecosystems, um, I started to get a little bit more interested and I wanted the opportunity to maybe go out and, and try to um, hunt and uh, found out last year that John Hines was doing this uh, mentored archery deer hunt program. Um, I signed up for it last year and unfortunately COVID messed up those plans, yep. but I was able to go out this year and uh, I went on the second hunt uh, for the first week of November. And uh, on my second day at about 7.45 a.m., I was able to bag my uh, first doe at 30 yards. 30 yards, okay. And I'll ask you a few questions that I find interesting and maybe won't include in the article. What were you, what do you guys use? Crossbows? Yeah, we were using crossbows. What kind of crossbow? Uh, I cannot tell you what kind of crossbow <laughs> was. All right, um, 30 yards, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. they uh, had the flag set out at I think 30 and 35 and then 40 yards. Anything after 40, they said don't take a shot. Okay. Um, and I do have lots of questions. I'll say I'm, I'm also a beginning hunter. Um, have not had luck yet like that. <laughs> um, but I've, I've frankly been nervous about shooting anything past 20. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was uh, told that, um, my shot, well, I was able to drop her right there. So that's apparently what every hunter wants, especially for their first shot. Well, yeah, you want so. it to, you don't want the animal to run around suffering. Yeah. yeah, so I was able to drop her right there and she expired within a few minutes. Okay. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah it was Were you able to see where you, where you hit, like? Yeah, so I hit her right above her heart. Okay. Cool. Um, see, and yeah, she dropped right there. Sliced through a whole bunch of really important arteries. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and I learned that that's also important that there's such thing as ethical hunting where uh, they teach you about the deer's biology and there is only certain spots where you are quote unquote allowed to shoot. Yep. Um, because you want to make sure that you hit the deer in a vital organ so that it expires quickly and so that it doesn't suffer. Right. But the thing is, while we were going through that program, they were stressing how important it was to make sure that you're comfortable with, you know, hitting the heart and lungs 
Um, and even while I was out there with my mentor, um, he was also stressing. See the there. He was also stressing the importance of making sure that the deer was either broadside or uh, or quartering, quartering away, away yep. so that you could get a good shot. And luckily, she was broadside when I got my shot. I do love cedar wax wings. Yeah, all three of them are. And it's perfect they're in a red cedar. <laughs> We're stopping for a minute to look at cedar waxwings, one of my favorite urban birds. What happens next? So you 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 have a dead deer. You're at the John Hans Wildlife Refuge. Did you take it to a processor? I guess. Yes. So the Friends of Hines Refuge actually sponsors that archery deer hunt and they pay for just basic processing for oh, yeah. anyone that, that tags a deer. And they do that to help with the deer population. You know, most places they do a, a calling of some sort to manage yep. their deer population. But Heinz, they open it up to the residents of Philadelphia who may not have the opportunity to hunt, to come on the refuge and hunt for a couple days, which was wonderful. Uh, it's some, I think it was my throat sparrow, but we had them all over. Um, when do you get the the meat back yep so after um we got we got back to the maintenance area we uh well we field dressed it uh right there right um got it back to the maintenance area weighed it and everything um and then they How drove much it did yours weigh? 75 pounds after field dressing okay it's a small stuff yeah um and then they took it to the processor i think it was stuff it taxidermy okay chester and aston aston oh aston okay <laughs> I, i've called them so I oh know. really yeah <laughs> yep so um if i happened to get lucky i was gonna take them there really yeah um, so. <laughs> yeah they were great people um dropped it off with them um they took care of everything i even got some summer sausage and jerky that should be coming in the next couple weeks okay um but yeah i got you know maybe 50 45 pounds of venison okay um and i've made some venison meatballs with it that i shared with some of my friends and family oh, and they yeah. loved it um had some deer steak already that was pretty good so okay my first time having venison but it's uh it's been pretty good good and what did your friends and family think of it like you tell your mom hey i'm gonna go deer hunting a lot of people <laughs> thought it was strange for me to go hunting being as though i am very big into wildlife photography so yeah i typically shoot animals but with my camera <laughs> um so when i told them i was going to go hunting they you know of course had questions about why would you want to go hunting how could you do such a thing and so on and so forth yeah um and when i explained to them you know how deer numbers if they do go unchecked they could uh potentially you know damage the environment of their ecosystem and there may not be any more deer or birds or anything that'll be left so it's important to you know manage that that population because it can only the, the environment can only handle so many deer yep all right and did you i mean have the this is one of the things i i've been curious about is as a black person well i, I say this also as someone who's jewish and we don't hunt it's <laughs> <laughs> so like um so i haven't i actually haven't even told my parents that i was that i've been I was sort of like gonna be like well Maybe I'll find some way not to uh, tell them later or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, you know, how has it been with in with just your with that respect? I guess. So I think being in Pennsylvania definitely helped with that because Pennsylvania is such a big hunting state. 
um, it's very normal for anyone you bump into to be a hunter. In Phil you would say that in Philadelphia? I would say that's true outside of Philadelphia. Even in Philly, I've still yeah. met a fair amount of people that enjoy hunting. They may go out to Lancaster or uh, you know more central Pennsylvania to do their hunting. Yeah. But uh, even in Philadelphia, I've still met a lot of people that are into, into hunting. And um, when I joined the program at Heinz, there was actually a fair number of other black men that were also hunting. Neat. Some of them, uh, you know, previously hunted. A few of them was their first time hunting. But it was nice to join the program and see other people and other faces that looked like mine that were out there. So, you know, I didn't really feel out of place. I felt very welcome there. Awesome. So, did you, so when you sign up, I get. I'm guessing you get you got a hunting license. You get a doe tag, I'm guessing, because you shot a doe. Mm -hmm. um, do you also, you still got your buck tag? Yep, so I, I have a, a mentored uh, deer tag, which means I have to hunt with a licensed hunter. Oh. Um, and with that, it does come with a buck tag, and then Hind, they made sure that everyone got doe tags. So they went ahead and um, purchased those doe tags for us, and uh, everybody had one doe tag, and then you had a buck tag with your, your mentored license. So what is is there a way for you to go then go hunt for a buck yeah so i actually have a few like i said i have a few friends that are into hunting um and now that i've showed them that i'm really interested in it I <laughs> my first doe um you know since i still have a buck tag and the season's still going i may have another opportunity to go out with one of them you know if they have some equipment that i could use so you're thinking going out like beyond philadelphia or staying in the philly area oh, i would love to go out beyond philadelphia yeah um okay. i know i've birded outside of philly you know in uh lancaster county um out in middle creek and i know sure. they do hunts out in all of those areas and uh every time i've been out in central pa i've seen deer all over the place uh you have a daughter what did she say that was a fox sparrow yeah first of the year for me there we go my daughter um she's seven and she was surprisingly um supportive of me going hunting um she knows that her dad has a bunch of different hobbies um, and I've explained to her she's used to being you, you being weird yeah so I've explained to her you know the importance of it so those red sparrows are fox sparrows yes okay cool and surprisingly you know when I told her I bagged the deer she wasn't too upset and actually when I made the the venison meatballs she actually tried them and she enjoyed it okay cool um, so when I get my my jerky back she'll try that as well and we'll see if she likes that but no, she didn't she didn't stop talking to me so that's good <laughs> did anybody stop talking to you nope not yet okay I, I not shared, airy you never know yeah i shared <laughs> some of my venison with uh with my neighbors and friends so hopefully that was enough to to win them over all right um you think this is something you'll do next year oh definitely yes yeah. so i want to do the the program again next year and um i spoke to lamar gore who is the manager um, at, at Heinz, I told him that I want to be a part of the program and maybe serve as a mentor. Oh, nice. Um, you know, after doing the program a, a couple years and getting more comfortable with hunting on my own. Got it. Um, you know, I definitely love to serve as a mentor and give back to the community and, you know, encourage other, other kids that grew up in the area, especially black kids that haven't had the chance to go hunting, that, you know, this is something that they can do and it's not, you know, weird or something that only, you know, white people would do. We can also go out and hunt and enjoy and, and, and learn how to fend for ourselves. Um, that I, that I talk to my neighbors, you know, chat them up about if you're hunted. And, and it's something that, like, they'll say, oh, yeah, my grandfather hunted, you know, and they'll have a story about, like, oh, your grandfather moved up from South Carolina or something and sort of had it as part of the rural hunting culture there, um, but lost it in Philadelphia. 
do you have anybody in your your family past who is a hunter that like is sort of part of the family lore? Yeah, and funny that you mentioned that. I shared some venison with my great uncle, um, who's actually from down south. He's yeah. a big hunter, and he just recently stopped hunting. I think maybe five years ago. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's just getting older, and he can't really move around as much. Um, but yeah, he's someone that hunted, and then when I told him that I was going out, he was very excited that you know it was being passed uh, passed along um, oh, to the younger story, generation. Yeah. So yeah, it. it there are people in my family that do hunt, but yeah, it's most of them are from down south. Um, there you go. That, that's where you meet a lot of the hunters that are black. They're they're from down south because it's more. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's more of a cultural thing down there for for everyone to be involved in hunting. Yeah, I mean, it seems like just generally to be something that people that that people in general lose when they become urbanized. Yes, I, that that's another good point. So. Um, in the north, you have uh, more of the, the bigger cities, um, and some of those populations, you know, blacks might congregate more towards um, the urban cities. And around those urban cities, there's not many opportunities to go hunting. No, it's one of the huge ironies of living in Philadelphia is that you have tons of deer and no way to hunt them. Exactly. Yeah, I think there, there's tons this of park open spaces. This park is freaking full of deer. Yeah, I, mean, and like, I see a bunch at uh, Wissaken Valley Park when I'm there. Yeah. Um, I even see a bunch at Dixon Meadow where I know that there's coyotes and there's still a, a great number of deer there. Yeah, the coy- coyotes, they can't manage them. Well, the coyotes can take a few fawns, but that's about yeah. all they do. Um, I'm so, And part of what I'm keeping an eye out for is, I was about to say, keeping an eye out for trails, and there's one right there. So it's, yeah, when you walk down here, you see deer trail everywhere. Um, once you get under the highway over there, I don't know if we're going to get that far today, um, you can see plenty of tracks through the muddy sections. I always ask this at the end. Anything that, like, you're like, man, I should have said that, or you should have asked me this, like, last thing you'd want to mention. Um, I, I guess just with closing, um, I would just like to say that I know that hunting does have a bad stigma, um, especially in the, in the black community. I know a lot of people don't even really consider hunting as a as a recreational activity for them to do especially with the family um, or as a family so i would just encourage everyone you know whether you're black white asian hispanic i'd encourage you to get out and try hunting if you're interested in it because the opportunities are out there and it uh it, i feel like it's a great recreational sport and i want to try it someday with my daughter because she showed some interest so i know that it'd be great to you know spend some quality time out there in the woods with your with your child um, whether you bag something or not, it's it's good to spend that time. So while we were out there hunting, um, unfortunately we weren't able to use tree stands. We had to use burning blinds, so right. we were on the ground hunting. Um, but while I was out there, one of the things that I enjoyed the most was um, we got out there before the sun rose. So we were out there maybe about 5.45, 6 o'clock, we were seated in our blinds. And it was just very fun to just watch first the birds start chirping and then you hear them moving around and then there were a couple times that I had foxes kind of walk back and forth um, in front of me Um, then the squirrels come and then you know it's just cool to watch the forest wake up and watch all the animals kind of come through and uh, you know start eating and getting some water and then moving on for the day awesome thank you hope you enjoyed our conversation with Troy if you want to get in touch with us, again, you can email us at urbanwildlifecast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at urbanwildlifecast. You can find us on Facebook. Please be in touch.